0: Welcome back to the Connected Podcast. I am your host, Rudy J. Today, I am joined by Ashley Shuchuk. So Ashley is of Evolve Your Brand. Now, I know I can't be the only one who is out here trying to understand and navigate the social media world. It can be a really kind of tricky place. It can be overstimulating. It can be hard to understand the importance, the need, and to really find your place in the world of social media. And if this is the case for you, I invited Ashley on this episode today to talk about a really specific skill set that she has. And I learned this from working with Ashley. And we've had all these conversations about what it means to be a business, to be your own business. And then to really sort of tie that together with what you might be offering and what you might just want to be putting out into the world so ashley has a really creative eye she asks the tough questions and honestly she comes from a background of badass entrepreneurs that i kind of wanted to understand her upbringing and her influences and how this has all shaped what she's doing today. So I definitely know there are listeners who have questions, seeing her presence online and just kind of understanding what she does because it isn't, as you'll find out, it is not a kind of a mainstream stereotypical job title. And Ashley's actually created this for herself, which is one of the reasons I really wanted to bring her on and share her story. So I got her on the episode. We talk about her journey, what brought her where she is today. We talk about the struggles that can come from running your own business and carving a name for yourself in a market that maybe you don't have a point of reference for. And Again, I can't be the only one out here who is trying to navigate this world without becoming overwhelmed, without thinking that we need to copy somebody else or do it a different way. This really, I would say the essence of this conversation is finding those skill sets that are unique to you, but also finding those things that really make you who you are. And I know this is tried and true. I know this is probably something we've all heard, we've all even said, and I know on a certain level, way we all believe this to an extent and that is doing what you love to do will always yield the biggest and best results for your life so that's kind of the crux of this conversation let's get ashley on here i hope you guys enjoy it please reach out if you have comments questions feedback we are back in action and i'm really excited about this conversation all right let's do it okay so ashley welcome to the connected podcast
1: hello
0: (laughs) so excited to have you.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: So let's just dive right in and let's start out by sharing with the listeners a little bit about who you are and how your current role, life, job came to be for you. I know it's a big question. Yeah, it's a loaded
1: question. So that is something that when people ask me, like new people or someone I haven't seen in a long time, Ask me what I do I kind of freeze and I don't know what to say so I either kind of downplay it and just say I'm in you know branding and and social media or I start to almost just give examples because it's it's really hard to describe and give an actual title of what I do it's not something that anyone ever you know going out of school would think that they can go get that job it's something that while it's not uniquely mine I created it for myself Um, I didn't know that this was, you know, a thing. (laughs) It just happened that way. So, yeah, I'm from a small town originally called Red Lake, Ontario. And it's pretty far. It's about 24 hours north of Ottawa. But I came to Ottawa about 10 years ago for university. And I stayed ever since. Um, So segueing kind of into how Evolve came to be i I had no pressure getting out of university of what kind of job I needed to have or what' like an appearance of what things looked like so I had pressure from you know someone at the time in my life who was kind of urging me to get into the government and do something safe um, you know and that would complement our life together but my parents are incredible people and they always just believed that I would figure it out, and they just encouraged me to kind of keep doing what I loved. So I was going to pure yoga all the time, and their teacher training came up. So I just felt, you know, called to it. And the staff, the teachers, everyone was incredible, and it felt like the right decision at my time. Um, I'm young, I have a late birthday, so. I graduated and how the hell am I supposed to know what to do with my life that's so much pressure so I, I did graduate with a degree in sociology and a minor in business as well so you know I can't just go get a job right out of that it's not like nursing or law what have you so
0: I kind of got creative I
1: loved yoga signed up for my yoga teacher training and didn't end up really teaching yoga after that but I met some of the most amazing, influential people um, ever. So that's what led me on this path. I started working at Pure Yoga. I ended up actually managing a dance studio for a while. I was serving at Pure Kitchen. Just kind of hustling and doing what I love, being around people, serving this community. And that ultimately led me on my path. Mm. And did you feel... So let's back it up a little bit here. So you... Do um,
0: an undergrad, yes, in sociology and business. And did you have a plan to go into business or anything like in
1: sociology? <laughs> I'm
0: like, I don't even know what a job is, right? Right, and that's that's the problem. Like, I think
1: I was, or I was just 17 when I went to university. Mm-hmm. I was young, um, but choosing what you're going to school for, what do you, grade 10, 11, when you start start applying? Amen. So I'm this literal child. They're like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? What do you want to you know, go to university for? So sociology seemed safe. It was kind of broad. It's dealing with people, which I knew I loved. And then when I came to school partway through, that's when I added on the business portion. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I knew one day I would have something of my own. I just didn't know what. So... That's why I kind of had no pressure. That's why I was interested in the business side of things. Um, And that's kind of, again, what led me on this path. It's the hardest thing to know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that know. Like, you know in your heart if you are meant to do something on your own. If you have that entrepreneurial spirit or drive. If you're meant to serve others and bring something into this world. But knowing what that is takes so long and you cannot put pressure on it, on yourself. Mm-hmm. It just has to come from, like, naturally.
0: Mm-hmm. So when you graduate from university and you start kind of serving and just being in, in the community, mm-hmm. did you feel that pressure to, like, okay, what am I doing? Or was it more like you said, like, you were like, okay, I'm going to do my teacher training. It just sounds like you kind of took a little bit of a dive into who you were as a human mm-hmm. after school. And you were like, okay know i'm gonna kind of take some steps or was there pressure there of like i don't know what the heck i'm doing like i just like went to school and i'm like kind of lost like what was that experience for you
1: so for a few years absolutely no pressure um at that point i ended up just working at pure yoga so i i said i was kind of working a few different jobs Mm -hmm. and i decided okay i'm gonna put all my energy into pure yoga and Again, I didn't think for any reason why like this is you know going to lead me to anything. It just felt right. Like Mm -hmm. honestly, just like listen, like take a step back and just listen to what feels right for you. And my teacher training is what that kind of started carving the path, and um, I guess I could say brought me to my most like authentic place. Mm -hmm. I found out who I really was, and spending a lot of time alone and dipping my toes in like meditation, manifestation, journaling, just really getting clear on who I was and what I wanted, the type of person I wanted to be. Cuz, you know, I had done all those things. Like I had been the party girl. Like I <laughs> I had I had lived, I felt like so many lives before that, and now I finally felt like I am me. Like it was such an empowering feeling. I think I was about 25 when I finally felt like I was becoming who I was meant to be. And since then I'm kind of laughing saying that because I've changed so much and I've gone through so much, which we'll get into obviously later, but as you get older, then you're just one step closer to becoming, you know, who you're supposed to be. So, um, But then what you were saying. So at one point, I had been with Pura for a couple years. And I remember, like, breaking down. It's like bawling, being like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm not meant to just, you know, work for somebody else. Like, I'm here to make my dreams come true and work for me. That wasn't a question. But I had this internal pressure being like, Ashley, figure it out. Like, you need to figure out your thing. You can't just work somewhere forever personally it was like I was shedding my skin or something I was mm-hmm. getting to this point where it just wasn't enough for me and I knew that I was destined for more mm-hmm. so nothing really changed for another God, year or two mm-hmm. and then yeah I slowly like evolve which is my company name was born and that's where everything changed mm-hmm. And walk me through maybe some of those first couple of steps or
0: maybe even just feelings and being like, okay, now I'm like mm-hmm. heading into my next adventure. Like what were some of the first things that you
1: did or felt like? Did you sit down and
0: journal? Did you like take a little trip? So, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: when I'm still with Pure, I was like, how do I make myself, you know, useful here. How do I start carving my path? So We ended up having a meeting one day. I remember exactly where we were, you know, we're sitting. Already at this point taking on kind of like the merchandising, making pure look and feel how it should. And like everyone is a big part of that, but just matching kind of the aesthetic uh, from everything when you walk in. Like the smell, having the diffusers, like how the merchandise is positioned and what type of stuff we're buying. Um, then we start painting and like, let's, you know, I'm like, we need to match the environment to what people feel. So I propose that we like mute the colors and and this was obviously collaboration. We start deciding like, okay, colors. And then we get a new photo shoot. So I worked with a photographer at the time. In hindsight now, that was my first sort of like rebrand. And they had this incredibly successful business and they're like, trusting me to just help them do this and just because I had interest in it and they they believed in me they see that I'm kind of doing all this stuff I have an interest in it so that's when they're like okay we're going to pass off our social media accounts to you um you know you're going to kind of be in charge of the ordering you're going to do this so I did that for I don't know a year or two a couple years and then COVID (laughs) hits I feel like this is just always going to be in everything going forward the vid um, so you know everything kind of shuts down we need to keep ourselves relevant um, remind people that they need yoga and the benefits of it um, obviously promote all of our offerings online classes this and that so I'm still employed by them but this is when I was already kind of toying with the idea of could I kind of start doing this for other people mm. so one of my really good friends was working for a design firm, Kaiser Design, and you know I'd have dinner with her, and she, again, just saw this spark in me and watched me light up when I was talking about this stuff. So she believed in me and was, you know, knew my style, my taste. So she um, asked, you know, can we hire Ashley, and I met with them, and that was amazing. So I'm slowly starting to work with other people, and at that point, when... COVID's kind of settling down. I make the decision, okay, I'm going to start Evolve. Like I finally found my thing and it was just kind of, it just happened mm. to turn out that way when I wasn't even really looking for it. Mm. So it just shows when you stop trying so hard, just do what you love and it, it truly comes through mm. in, the, in the most beautiful ways. Mm. So I, at that point, start Evolve and I watched, my Instagram and website and all of that I was flooded with support I think everybody knew that I was going to do something but no one really knew and then when I launched it even if people didn't quite know what I was doing they were like this all makes sense Mm. it's almost like I was leaving little breadcrumbs (laughs) and it led me to this trail and everyone's like well duh like there we go totally so that's kind of how evolve started it was very it was years and years of me just doing what i loved and again everywhere i worked like over the dance studio i was like let's get merch in here let's stylize this let's rearrange the reception like anywhere i went anywhere i worked i'm like how can we i make this look better feel better a better experience connect the brand which ultimately is like the feeling of experiencing the service
0: totally, or product. Yes. And I want to highlight the the beauty and the importance of having a person see something in you or a business or Mm -hmm. colleagues, a a teacher, a boss, a friend, someone to look at you and see things in you that maybe you don't always even see in yourself yet Mm -hmm. is so powerful. I don't know you super well but like you just said I'm one of those people who you start kind of be like showing this is your business and this is what you're doing and it's like ah yeah that makes sense like you have this I've I've told you like this eye for an aesthetic and you have this like let me tell you like we don't all have that like I do not have that I'm not in a I'm not in a jump place like oh I think like that in the corner and that curtain over it like it's so easy I think for us to be like oh that's just I'm just good at that and like dismiss it almost right. and it is you know so I love that you said that It it blends in or lends into your you know it's it's like work hard yes but there's a difference between working hard and trying hard to force something as yes. a business you're like no this is just it is it's like it's so cliche but it's like that classic like do what you love and like those are the things.
1: It's like letting it come to you.
0: Almost. Yes, 100%. And so, okay, I don't think we've even officially said yet. Okay, so so current, currently, what is Evolve? For someone who's like, what is
1: that? Yes. So again, loaded question. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that, but I'll do my best. So if I had to put a label on it, like I call myself a creative director of Evolve, um, which is my company. And... If, let's say if a client comes to me, they're either a person, like an entrepreneur, an individual, or they're a business. So I offer either creating a brand from scratch, literally brand it from the ground up, and I put that into like a visual form, if that makes sense. Number two would be a business that could use a refreshing, a rebrand, as I call it. So. A facelift. (laughs) A facelift. Like, you know, you can't just expect that everything's going to stay the same and we're going to keep being successful if we stay the exact same. So the third is, which kind of ties in, but it's taking a successful business or company and keeping them on top. Where I truly think that they're leaders and visionaries. I see their potential and vision and keep them on top. Mm -hmm. So I know, like, what they are capable of and just kind of challenge them in a way and keep them to that high standard. And it's, it's so cool because the people I work with from all these different companies, they're also similar. Like they're, they're literally visionaries. They're creatives. They're incredible people. And I just feel so fortunate that I get to work with all these amazing people. Mm. So then when it comes time to what I do it varies. So whatever they need. So some people, it's just sort of mentoring. Other people, it's photography. um, It's running social media. It's creating brand packages. um, Newsletters. So a little bit of everything.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's the nature of this kind of digital world that we were talking about. This This is the way of the world. Like, you ha- whether you're a business or whether you are your business, there is a place for you online, and it's not like the online worlds. Whether it's a website or social media, they're not going anywhere. No, so you definitely have to find a way to get on there and to represent yourself as your business c- like continues. It just sounds like figuring out mm-hmm. roles within the role. Yeah, sounds like
1: sometimes they know exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times, it's kind of a collaborative effort. Um, and then it changes. Like Sometimes <laughs> people, as they trust me and they see you know, how I work, we really get to know each other and then they'll ask for different things. And that's another thing that I love is each time I get a new client, especially when it's a big business here in Ottawa, they are taking a chance on me. And they're believing in me, and it, it does take time, and it takes time for me to kind of figure them out and then to figure me out. And I kind of like, again, they trust me, so I play around with different ideas and things and aesthetics. The products, that, like the team is incredible, the space is incredible, the food is incredible. So, how do you try it all together? How do you put that online, translate it? So, when people go to their Instagram, for example, they feel like they're almost there and they're like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be there. Totally. I think we're going to segue into this, but the reason why I share what I do on social media is because I am my brand. I am my business. That's why I have to show so much of my life, which I, to be honest, I don't love putting so much <laughs> stuff out there on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I do kind of live in some ways a bit of a private life, but you know, shopping for my house decor or my outfits or where I like to go or what I like to do, Mm. I'm letting people in so that they can decide, like, oh, like, we trust her, we like her style, Mm. she'll be a good fit for us. Mm. We like the way she carries herself. It's the smallest thing to be, like, the way she carries herself, we like the way she writes when she's Mm. writing her own posts. So that's going to translate, if I'm writing copy for them – it's going to have the same maybe level of professionalism. It all blends together. So from the outside, especially if people don't get what I do, they're kind of like, what's happening? Like I was at my sister's <laughs> wedding a few weeks ago with my own like family and friends and people. Everyone was like, so what do you do? I love that. You know, and as I keep growing, like I have my mm-hmm. newsletter now and they're like, so you're like telling people how to guide to running. But then you're like <laughs> to restaurants and then you're like, Hmm. in decor like mm-hmm. so I very rarely show what I do for businesses because I don't even feel like it's that important and as much as I'm staying here, people don't really need to know that I'm really behind a lot of these brands hmm.
0: because it's about the, it's about it's about the, about the brand. brand it's
1: not about me mm-hmm. it's never been about me and as I continue to grow and succeed I might aid in that process but it's like, the genius behind it is the people behind it. It's, it's not me.
0: And I want to back up for a moment here and ask you, so you said working with these local businesses, and some of them are, you know, quite established. And did you ever feel intimidated starting and being like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And then the second part of that question is, what do you think it is about you That allows you to have that like you said that thick skin and be confident and like go in and be like because i'll tell you like i'm hearing this and i'm like that would be intimidating it would it totally is and i think that's what separates you know you from someone who maybe thinks about wanting to create a brand for a business but maybe they don't feel comfortable being in a room with those who and and you know what i think that's that's a reality for a lot of us like if you don't grow up around entrepreneurs if you don't grow up Learning, mimicking, or if you don't have that role model, Mm -hmm. it could be tricky to put yourself in that position and feel like you could not only succeed but really thrive. So, yeah, did you feel intimidated at the beginning? And then, what are some of those things that you think keep you in the room feeling like, okay, I can do this?
1: Yeah, so a few things. When I started, I don't think I was ever intimidated, but I did feel like I had to kind of prove myself. Mm. So I said yes to everything. <laughs> I was like, yep, I can be that. Love it. Go home, Google. How do I do this? <laughs> you know, yes. fake it till you make it. Honestly, it. like the innate ability like has to be there. Like you mm. can't just decide you're going to do something. I can't go be a firefighter. Like that's not what I do. Like you can't just <laughs> totally good. cheat something, yes. but you can, if you know, it's sort of in reach, mm. you can kind of make it work. I'll back up a bit. My parents, everything in my life and my mm-hmm. character, who I am, all stems back to them, and it's so incredible. How many times, honestly, even a day that I think about them and the way I am, and or I hear something on a podcast and I relate to it, I'm like, "What one of my parents gave me that skill?" Mm-hmm. You know, my my dad is so calm. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so calm, but he's also, like, this, he's, like, a genius in a way. And he is in my eyes. And I learned so much from him from the entrepreneurial side of things. Um, And he obviously knows what's right, always has done what's right. And that taught me from an early age, like, you do what's right. But, again, if he needs to, you know lay it down or stick up for himself or whatever like he has no problem doing that he's very respected in the community and he's like I said he's an entrepreneur um and then my mom is like a force <laughs> she like did it all you know she raised three daughters worked worked her way up in her career in in healthcare and she literally did it all and she always has and to this day has so much confidence like when you walk, she's walking down the street, the way she carries herself. I get that from my mom. Like, you know, she walks into a room and she's not like a, a mouse, just like slouching your shoulders. It's like, I'm sorry, but you do kind of need to like demand that respect. And it often is how you carry yourself, how you conduct conversation. So getting into that And then I guess, like, working in the service industry, I was always talking to people, around Mm -hmm. people, maybe a small-town thing. I can just easily converse. Mm -hmm. Next up is I think a lot of women I work – I've worked with a lot of women up until recently, so they've always kind of believed in me. And and it can be tricky. I I find women either are intimidated by you and can kind of, like, knock you down a bit, Mm -hmm. whether they're doing it consciously or not or, and I've been lucky enough to work with confident, successful, smart, driven women. We all have our own dreams and we're all there to lift each other up. So I'm not intimidated by them because they're like, they're like opening that damn door for me, being like, Let's do this together.
0: You know, Ooh, it's I like we're goosebumps. walking
1: hand in hand. Mm-hmm. No one makes me feel like I'm trailing behind. Like, we, we're doing this together. We appreciate each other. And then another aspect, so dealing with men is a whole different story. <laughs> so I have worked in property development. So I've had to have some incredibly difficult conversations that took me completely outside of my comfort zone when I was... In my real estate development, in the thick of it, I ended up having to call an investor who I'd done a bit of work with. But just the way our contract was, um, we were purchasing a property, and at that point, I think I was short like say sixty thousand to close on this property, and just the way things were operating at that time, if I didn't get that money, you know, I was gonna ultimately lose the property, whatever. So I have to call this person and just straight up ask them, like, there's no dancing around it. Like, can I have $60,000? Um, I just had to be bold and say it. And you know, he was, that's what he does. So we wrote up a contract and the money was there and just little things like that. That really like built me up. And dealing with so many men in that industry Mm. uh, I started off by being like I don't really know anything and then by the end I was slowly learning Mm -hmm. and became more confident and then soon I was like sitting with people you know and and lecturing and educating them on all types of things about finance and and developments and stuff like that so just getting outside your comfort zone having hard conversations Mm. failures like I've gone through a lot with that (laughs) business and you know, that's kind of left unsaid for now, but it's, it's really the, the hard things that shape you and give you that confidence. One man in particular, he wouldn't even talk to me. Like, <laughs> he would make his assistant talk to me. Wow. He didn't, like, he wouldn't even sit down and talk to me. He wouldn't call me because uh-huh. I was just this young female in this male-dominated industry. Oh, yeah. So I didn't take it personally. I was like, I'll show you. Then walking into, you know, a room or meeting a new client... Let's say who happens to be male. Like I just carry myself so differently now. Hmm. But again, it's it's going in with that. Hey, like I I can handle this. I I truly have this like backbone in me where I'm like it's, it's no problem. I <laughs> got it. As long as I'm respected. But I you kind of have to demand that respect. It's like what are the sayings about like the seat at the table this and that. And I know like I'm not gonna get it. Go there really. But yes, I'm white and blonde, I know, like, I have a lot of privilege and I've, I've struggled with the amount of privilege that I have mm. and how do I get around that? Like, I always owe everybody everything because things may have been easier for me mm. but I've also, like, carved this path so I show up at the table I, like, pull up to the head of the table and I'm like, I'm here to, like, make sure I'm heard. Mm. I, I have been disrespected and I have been taken advantage of and I'm Going in with that confidence, Mm -hmm. but also the humility and like there's room to grow and I'm not perfect.
0: Something you said there, I actually wasn't expecting you to say that about just any position of privilege, like looking at it and being like, okay, listen, I know maybe I had opportunities that some people haven't but that doesn't take away from the work that you put into what you do. And I think that's something I've always just seen and admired in you. But what would you say to the people who maybe say, you know, well, she had this or she had Mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? Like, do you find that that ever, I don't want to say naysayers, but yeah, I could imagine there'd be some judgment on, on some of maybe what you do and how it is perceived from the outside. Like, how do you kind of take that? And you're like, well, I'm going to show up anyway. What's the opposite of showing up and sitting at the table and sitting at the head being small? Yeah. Like, so, that's that's not helping anybody either. Yeah.
1: So that's interesting what you just said there. That's not helping anyone. It's like, <laughs> what, should I just not do my part, not contribute? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do something, and I want to ultimately help people. If anyone thinks anything mm-hmm. like that, like, oh, must be nice or easy for her or she's whatever, mm-hmm. comes from this background – no one says it to my face so I've never had to really address it but you know I come from a small town so everyone knows you know say my background for example I was always working always working like three jobs and I was like working like as a secretary in insurance when I was in like grade eight like I always wanted to work then I was serving at like three different places. I'd like open one diner at like 5 a.m. and then I'd like go home quickly, maybe nap, and then I'd go serve dinner and then I'd work the bar at night. So people literally would come up to me and be like, so why is Ted Sutra's daughter working at all the restaurants? Like everywhere we go, you're there working. And I'm like, I love to work. But it's like, I get it from, I mean, both my parents are hardworking. So I guess that just goes to show that like, yeah, I have, privileged but my parents also like I had to work and I wanted to work Mm -hmm. and you know there's some things that they're like generous with but other things were like no this is what is expected of you like growing up they weren't they were like sort of strict and instilled like good lessons and morals and like leadership like led the path but I remember I was making poor choices at one point Mm -hmm. and instead of like scolding me and punishing me they were just kind of like these decisions that you're making right now are sending you down this path mm-hmm. you're gonna end up like these people you're gonna end up like this if you want the life that we have if you want to travel you want to like do this one day live in this type of house mm-hmm. xyz well you're not going to if you're making these poor decisions mm-hmm. so it's not like the people you're with are bad or they're bad people or, you know you're just making poor choices so, they gave me the option, and I literally and they're like, you know, basically, they were like, you can go back and do that tomorrow. But they were like, that is going to lead you to this type of life, you know? Mm-hmm. They put it out for me, and, you know, I was accustomed to a certain lifestyle, but they worked hard. Like, it runs in my family. Everyone works so damn hard. And that's another thing, like, in my Ukrainian grandparents weren't just given everything. But at the end of the day, no one in my family has just sat there and been like, okay, who's gonna help me? Like, Mm, you know? Yeah, so it's in
0: you. It's in me to just
1: drive forward and do it for me. And where do you see
0: Evolve going? What's your vision, even if it's not, you know, end game, near vision, future vision, where do you see it evolving?
1: I love that because <laughs> one of my first posts that I wrote on Evolve was something along the lines of like, it may, it's going to be like ever changing, ever evolving, like it may be different. Um, and that's the beauty of it. I've already changed so much and pivoted um, kind of my offerings. And as I get maybe more clear, just like better at certain skills, I think it will all start to kind of come to fruition, but big scale, like I'm, I have some like visions in mind. Like I'd love to start a podcast of my own. I have my newsletter that I've like launched. Like, so definitely sort of like a personal brand and sort of side mm-hmm. to things. Mm-hmm. That's just the way the world's going. So whether we like it or not, unless you are in a specific profession where, you know, say clients come to you mm-hmm. because you are a doctor or you are a teacher. So you have your place. Like if you're in this sort of entrepreneurial creative world, you need to be online. You need to be building your brand. There's also incredible ways to monetize that. Mm -hmm. Once you have that following, Mm -hmm. um, you can kind of start to create anything, any products, any services. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also would love to even just, you know, like a coffee shop or something, like one day, like I've always just wanted to create something that I love to go do Mm -hmm. um, and just have something of my own like that. So you need to be surrounding yourself with people that lift you higher. Mm that are helping you get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really hard when you see some amazing people that are starting to kind of fall behind and it's like, you can only do so much to lift them up. Mm, but definitely. at some point you need to do what's best for you and be with people. Mm-hmm. Like the saying could not be more true. Like the five people you spend the most time with mm-hmm. definitely shape you with who, like who you're gonna become. Absolutely.
0: And on that, What are a couple things that you maybe like, I don't want to say tips, but like, yeah, if someone was asking you, okay, what are three things that I can take from this conversation and do in my life or implement tomorrow?
1: Yeah, so I guess more personal and my, like every day is like solitude is really important for me. Mm -hmm. I love being alone. I'm very comfortable being alone. And if you're not, if it scares you, maybe ask yourself why and like dive a bit deeper into that like why are you scared to be alone? Because mm-hmm. um, that is where like obviously I get inspired by other people in conversations, but being alone is where I I fill up and I like my mind goes crazy and I'm like envisioning like mm-hmm. who I'm gonna be one day and I, I joke to you I'm like I'm one day I'm gonna be on the cover of Forbes or something. but like if you don't envision those things, if you can't believe in yourself like no one else is going to believe in you Mm. you need to believe in yourself you need to put yourself out there you need to just like run for it and and if people don't support you they're not your friends Mm. even if you think it's your best friend it's a wake-up call it's like those are not your people they're not your friends you shouldn't want them in your life if they're putting you down or holding you back Mm. so really getting clear so sorry first one is solitude um second is self-development So reading podcasts and even just conversations with people Mm -hmm. um, all about kind of like bigger picture things, like anything that's going to bring you closer Mm -hmm. to your end goal, just constantly learning, Mm -hmm. ever evolving. Like I don't ever want to stop learning. And the third is just, just working hard, but doing what you love. Mm -hmm. So, so many people get caught up in like, I need to do this or I need to do this because it pays well or this looks good or have a timeline of this and it's just do what you love Mm. and I promise if you are in this sort of more creative sphere entrepreneurial sphere but I promise the doors will start to open up like you need to start like literally write a list of what you want write a dream life and there's like those sayings and I know in certain books like The Untethered Soul I believe it's kind of like you know you for example I'll probably butcher this but like you don't ever see a yellow car but then you start envisioning like a yellow car whatever they' everywhere then they're everywhere <laughs> it's even like the th- like my life now I wrote it out mm-hmm. years ago where I wanted to live what I wanted to drive what I wanted to do mm-hmm. like I used to look up houses on MLS that I was like not making any money and I was like I could not afford them at the time but mm-hmm. I was like these are the types of houses all I want to live in. Mm. And then now I'm living in one of those because I, obviously it's much more than that, but you, mm-hmm. so you have to start, start somewhere it. and you have to envision it and you have to believe in yourself mm. and just believe it's possible.
0: I love that. Yeah. And something you said in one of our, in our discovery, um, when I'm, when I was working with you is, okay, listen, you got to shoot as high as possible because it's not necessarily about getting to that spot, but if you fall anywhere close, mm-hmm. that is friggin' amazing. You know, it's like I'm not gonna say, "Oh, I just want to be that." Like you're like, "No, no, no, no." Like I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna go big. Like why not dream big? Because mm-hmm. when you fall anywhere under that or along that or whatever, you don't lose. You only exactly. win. And I was like, "Damn, that is so true." <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, just to wrap here let the listeners know where the best place to go to connect with you to learn more to see some of what you're up to
1: yeah i think just instagram i'm kind of always on there mm. it's a-s-h-e-w-c-h and then yeah you'll see on my primary instagram like diff- different links to my newsletter my evolve instagram if you want to work with me and whatnot so
0: I love that and highly recommend working with (laughs) Evolve with Ashley. This is such a great conversation. Ah, I'm like sitting here like so many, when I'm editing later, I'm going to be like, oh my God, so many like goosebumps and just like, I love it. And I know the listeners are going to get so much out of that. So thank you for sitting down and sharing your story.
1: Thanks for having me.